0: And welcome to Smart Talks, a podcast for learners who, despite loving native speakers, are proud of being non-native learners, because we know that we can be competent users, even if we sound like brazookas. So I'm Fabio, I'm here today with Flavio, my friend, partner, and co-host, and we're going to talk about why you should not worry about speaking like a native. So, let's get started. So, this week we are talking about a TED talk by Araik Arzumanian fighting the native speaker fallacy. Here in Brazil we see lots of schools and teachers who claim themselves to be the official representatives of English because, and only because, they're native speakers. And there is a serious problem about that. We are here today to talk about uh, this and help you actually make informed decisions and choices when it comes to finding a good teacher for you. So let's begin by talking about why native is not a qualification flavio can you help us with that please (laughs) sure
1: uh if we look at our country right in our country it's too big right we have people from different regions And we can't choose. We can't be honest and choose just one person, like from São Paulo, another one from uh, João Pessoa, and make them official representative of. Uh, Brazilian Portuguese we can't do that because that's not honest right because the spectrum of the language you use is too is too wide is too broad not only the context right but the specific uh, idioms and you know the, the the use of the language is completely different but not only that right when we think about native speakers native from where right so if uh, we see uh, we look at you know some data that we have, uh, the British government, uh, said that there are a couple of, a couple, no, <laughs> too many countries that they consider as a native English-speaking country. For example, uh, Australia, the Bahamas, Barbados, Belize, Canada, Dominica, Granada, Guyana, Man, the list is <laughs> too big. So when we think about native, we can't think only about one representative, right? So this is not a qualification. You can be and from a specific region or from another country, which one you are going to choose as the official one, right?
0: Exactly right. Yeah. So, uh, and as we generally say, like uh, being nat- a native speaker doesn't really make you a educated speaker in that language, right? If we take Brazil as an example again, In Brazil, we have native speakers who very unfortunately are homeless people and are very poorly educated. They don't know most of the grammar rules. They don't know most of the advanced vocabulary, right? And then you have different types of speakers up to the academic level uh, who are people who certainly have a much more elaborate and advanced Uh, knowledge and understanding of the language, right? But not only that, you know, being a native speaker doesn't really guarantee that you have the necessary qualification to be a teacher, right? We don't just pick any random Brazilian and throw them into a classroom to teach Portuguese to pupils because teaching is not just about knowing Uh, the language, speaking the language fluently. It's about understanding the methodologies and approaches that are available and most effective for different types of students, uh, understanding the different types of resources and uh, the the process, the learning processes. Uh, It's actually hard work, you know, like uh, we've been to... Uh, university, we have a degree in languages, we know what we are talking about, right? Um, maybe like uh, you don't need a university degree in order to be a teacher, but I think at least you should have one specific certification uh, specializing in second language teaching, right? So if you were just a native speaker, maybe, okay, even if you were an academic user, Uh, It doesn't necessarily mean that you are a competent teacher, right? So, native is not a qualification, right? Native is just something showing that you were born in a particular place, but English is spoken all around the world nowadays. As you said, it's the official language in more than 50 countries around the world, and... Interestingly enough, English is nowadays used more by non-native speakers than by <laughs> native speakers. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. So maybe it's time for us, non-native speakers, to claim you know uh, yeah. this al- uh, authority position you know and say English also belongs to us. You know so. Uh, you can't really criticize us on our accent, especially because accent it should never be a reason of criticism. Not even sure. in Brazil. Like, uh, we should never criticize someone from the Northwest or from the South because of their accent. Our accent is part of our identity. We shouldn't, uh, be ashamed of it and we shouldn't try to get rid of that. But okay. Let's let our rant aside for a moment. Let's try to offer something useful to the listeners, which is... Uh, so then, okay, native is not a qualification. So what is a valid qualification? How can we make sure we choose a competent uh, teacher to teach us English?
1: First, uh, I just want to uh, point something out that it's been years of studying linguistics, literature, second language acquisition, morphology, pronunciation, syntax, education, pedagogy, andragogy, methods and different approaches. Right. So it's been hard. Right. But I think the the main qualification is a background in, in education. But in means of uh, you know uh, didactics and knowing the different um, methods and approach, right? So I and believe also that also
0: I think the different types of support materials that can be used because again, sure. quite often, interestingly enough, native. Uh, uh native wannabe teachers you know uh they they attack uh support materials like course books as if they were not a good way to learn a language they generally say that uh you can learn with them the english that is not in the books you know as if it was some sort of hidden secret and uh, uh <laughs> i don't really get it because you know uh, the, the the course books that are generally used in renowned schools have been made by native speakers and not only by one but by a team of native speakers who work for respected institutions like Oxford and Cambridge right so then, uh it, it it wasn't me you know or a group of aliens coming from a different planet who made those books and of course the books don't really have everything because they need to uh, prioritize you know what is more relevant, especially more relevant to communication competence. These native oh. speakers they generally uh bring up, some very unique expressions, so you feel like, look at that, I've been wasting my, my money and my time all these years because I've been having classes all this time and I had never learned the expression DANG or TOTES, you know? But it turns out these expressions are not relevant for effective communication, okay? If you are traveling to the U.S. where these expressions are common, Maybe, okay, it would be interesting for you to learn them, but if you are attending a conference, if you are making a professional presentation to an international audience, nobody cares if you know these very specific uh, regional expressions from the United States that are much more important skills and tools, linguistic tools, you can develop so you communicate effectively, right? so. Education is the first one, qualification is the second one. There are two other things we would like to mention, right? What are them experience,
1: right? That it's key (laughs) to this. We have to to have the you know being on the in battle. Teaching, learning—what is the difficulties that may you know uh, that is common to our students? Trying to approach that in the best way possible, understanding what is usually the the hardest uh, uh, parts of the the path of becoming fluent in English,
0: right? And we only know that by the experience of teaching. Exactly right. Yeah, we are young guys, we haven't been teaching for, you know, uh, seven decades, but we have some experience, right? Experience face-to-face with students. I think we have probably taught uh, in between 200 to 300 students each, I guess, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, like I've been teaching for roughly 14 years now. So yeah. uh, it really, you know, pisses me off when, again, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, someone, not only native speakers, this is something that unfortunately we also see non-native speakers do, which is, oh, I learned the language this way, so now everyone in the planet can learn it the same way because it's just the best method possible for everyone. So you really think that the way you learned the language is suitable to everyone. Billions of people in the world. But you found that method that is like perfect for everyone, you know. So not to mention that you can't really invent the wheel right now. You know, like uh, the methods are out there. You, you might maybe, you could claim that you, you developed a way of using methods in a specific way, but combining them, right? Combining them. Yeah. We do that at Lexis. It's a combination of different methods and approaches. Uh, and we, and we know that we have to take students, uh, specific characteristics into account in order to try and uh, develop a strategy and a journey that best suits them. We don't really claim to be the, uh, owners of the, 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 the secret methods that had been like hidden from humanity that, you know, the publishers have been trying to keep away from you. You know, come on, you know, um, that's, that's really sad. You know, I think, Uh, When we have enough experience, we understand that people are different, people have different Mm -hmm. needs, and if we truly want to help them, we will help them by working together with them to understand their needs, to understand their profiles, and thus, you know, working together in their journey to reach the best results. You know, there is no one-size-fits-all magic approach to learning Anything, so why would that be true uh when it comes to english right sure. and last point, probably the longest podcast uh, episode ever, ever here, but because this topic is is really relevant right is sure. special specialization right um yeah. what can you say about that Flavium? <laughs> we can say many things about that right of course. Uh, you,
1: our dear listeners, you can feel our disappointment, right? We are a bit disappointed because this has gone too far. This idea that native speakers they are the best teachers, but we are trained by the best teachers as a second language, right? English is a second language and we are uh, trying to be humble here right that is we is not our mother, mother's tongue right but we want to be the best in the market right so we know that each person has specific needs that need to be met right so in order to meet them we need to specialize in a specific niche, right? a specific public, specific audience. And is what we, uh, we do today. Not only that, we have a way to understand the student in a way that we have to design a specific journey to meet these needs. And it's not only because we are specialized in business English. Not only that, but this student... Uh, have a specific way to learn and how we can make the most of it. And that's what we try and we fight hard to do. So to be the best teachers we can in the process, not only being the best English teachers, but being the best uh, teacher, taking all of this stuff in consideration, we are very specialized. We have a niche, but of course we understand that, what you you said, right? Uh, Each person learns in a specific way and we have to have that into consideration, right?
0: So, just to make it clear, we are not saying that native speakers cannot be good teachers. We are actually just saying that you should watch out for teachers and schools out there using the native badge as if that alone meant something and well in fact it doesn't right Uh, I have like some native speakers as friends and they happen to be great teachers but not because they are native speakers it's because they are educated they are qualified they have experience and they have specialized in a specific type of class so when looking for a teacher for you make sure that this teacher whether it's a native or non-native speaker uh, fulfills these four criteria if he or she does you can choose them uh, without any hesitation because you are sure to have great classes so Thank you so much, see you next time! Thank you, see ya!